0: Hey, my name's Eric Davidson, and you're listening to The District Podcast. This episode is a special live edition recorded at the District Magazine Issue 6 launch in the Workman's in association with Bullet Frontier Whiskey. On this podcast, Hannah O'Connell catches up with Taz Kelleher from Sustainable Fashion Dublin, Ayuba Saladin from Total Vintage, and Finola Moran from RT Pulse to discuss vintage clothes and fashion sustainability.
1: Okay, so this is our very first talk for the night. It's about vintage fashion and sustainability. So I'm going to be talking to Fanula Moran, who is a freelance journalist currently found at home as an entertainment reporter at Evoke. She hosts a weekly radio show from 2 to 4 p.m. on RT Pulse. She is a vegan. And sustainability (laughs) activist, regularly sharing her tips and tricks with her social media following. This is Fanula Moran, everyone. Welcome her to the panel. (laughs) Um, I'm also talking to is this thing on? I'm also talking to Taz Keller from Sustainable Fashion Dublin. She is a podcaster, a graphic designer, a presenter. She co-hosts in the shower with Taz and Marcus, founded the Dublin Podcast Festival and works at Headstuff Podcast Network. In addition to all of that, she co-founded Sustainable Fashion Dublin with Geraldine Carton, and that's exactly what we'll be chatting about today. So everyone meet Taz. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, Ayuba. He is the owner of Taula Vintage, a temple bar vintage yeah! store that specialises in eighties and nineties pieces. So, Ayuba and the Taula team, which I think are here by the sounds that, are passionate about sourcing the rarest items from around the globe and regularly host kilo sales along with their stores So, very welcome to the panel, Ayuba. Okay, guys. So to get us started, quite an easy question. This one is for you, Taz. So can you explain to all of us the
0: concept of sustainable fashion? Yeah. So sustainable fashion kind of asks us to consider the production and processes that go into making our clothing. So fast fashion has become this monster at the moment. We can't uh, open our, our 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 news feed on Instagram or on Facebook or open Google without find without seeing climate crisis. In flashing lights in front of us. So we're kind of faced with kind of multiple options to how we can best tackle this climate crisis. And a huge part of the climate crisis is actually the fashion industry. And it's something that people don't consider very often. But the fashion industry is considered one of the most polluting industries in the world. And fast fashion kind of promotes this constant conveyor belt of new clothing every single week. Um, and what, what used to be two seasons of fashion, spring, summer, autumn, winter, is now 52 seasons of fashion. There's new fast fashion houses that are bringing out new trends every single week. So sustainability and sustainable fashion in particular is kind of trying to go against that and encourage people to consider the way they buy clothes and they wear clothes and to consider how, how they buy clothes.
1: Okay, cool. So Fanula, why is sustainability something that you're passionate about? And when did it become important to you?
2: Um, probably long before I even realized it because I was a little nature nerd growing up always the one bringing the stuff in for the nature table in school but um, my most immediate kind of deep headfirst dive into all of this would have started about two years ago I'd been vegetarian on and off for about four years and then watched earthlings and immediately overnight went vegan and couldn't go back after that um, and so my sustainable fashion journey would have started there as well and that I was turned off suede leathers anything else like that from watching that documentary as well. And then I spent the whole of 2018 learning veganism and everything else like that and switching over to cruelty free makeups. And then the next year I was recommended by Nevo O'Donoghue, amazing fashion journalist to watch True Cost. And I watched that documentary and again, overnight could not go near fast fashion again. That was at the start this year, just six and a half months into like totally boycotting fast fashion as I learned to shop sustainably, um, which Taz has helped me with hugely because she set up sustainable fashion Dublin at around the same time so learned amazing stuff about her and I suppose my whole goal with sustainability with the veganism and the fast fashion boycott and everything else like that is just at the end of the day to make my emissions and my waste that I produce as a human being as little as possible so that I can just rest easy and my conscience is clear knowing that like I'm not destroying the planet any faster than it's already being destroyed.
1: Okay, we're definitely going to come back to all that because it's so interesting. Ayuba, tell us how Tola Vintage came to be. What is the story behind that?
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: We'll sit back and relax. So,
3: so it started off being me and my girlfriend, we ended together. Um, We finished college doing business and we started selling our old clothes and that's how it started. And then we found out it could actually sell your old stuff instead of buying new ones and going to charity shops and find a lot of amazing items and actually wear them and reuse them a lot. Because the I think a lot of people forget you could actually go through your wardrobe and find stuff and mix it together and wear it. Um like Ty say, with fast fashion. Um it's in our face every day through social media advertisements and stuff like that. We can we can't return really a blind eye to it. It's there. Um so the best way to do what we think we could do to up the environment is open a vintage shop. And um and that's how we you
1: know support. It. Yeah. And was that something difficult to do? So it became it was a passion for you and your girlfriend yeah. that you turned into a business which now has a home in Temple Bar, which is one of the most popular vintage shops in the city. That's yeah. a big thing that you accomplished.
3: Yeah, we didn't we never thought it would be that big, you know, we started doing it. It's actually taller them after a so-called taller, the you know, the company. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's how we started.
1: (laughs) So Paz, you also set up a business, Sustainable Fashion Dublin. Tell us, for people that don't know what it is, what it is and what do you do and what you're trying to achieve.
0: So Sustainable Fashion Dublin is a collective that hosts events that kind of encourage people to engage in sustainability and sustainable fashion. And they're kind of fun and inclusive events that we kind of started off just to educate people on on fast fashion and on sustainable fashion and how easy it can be because a lot of the time sustainable fashion gets kind of a bad rep as being your granny's clothes, hemp underwear, itchiness. Um, So we wanted to show people that sustainable fashion can be fun and people can really develop their own own sustainable personal style when you're not just going into a shop and looking at a mannequin and going, I'm going to get that top with those trousers and those shoes and I know I'm going to be on trend. When you actually put time into thinking about what you're going to wear by going to a vintage shop or relooking into your wardrobe instead of buying new. You can kind of really develop on your style. So that's what we set up Sustainable Fashion Dublin to do. And we host events such as swap shops and charity shop crawls and upcycling workshops where we show people how to upcycle what they already have. I'm talking about like trying to find
1: a personal style with sustainable fashion. Like if I want to buy something and I have something in my head, I can probably go on to a big online website like ASOS and find it or go into pennies and find exactly what I'm looking for. That's quite different when you're shopping vintage and you're shopping charity. So what would you say to someone that kind of has that opinion that no, you can't go in and say, Okay, I want an orange body contrast for this Saturday night and get it? Yeah but there's obviously positive sides to that as well. How do you make that argument, which I'm sure you come up against a lot? Yeah.
0: Like the thing about charity shops is like, you can't go in with something in mind. You can't even, for the most part, go into a charity shop and kind of, it's the same for vintage shops, expecting to leave with something. You kind of, it, 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 it sustainable fashion asks us to slow down and kind of like eradicate that urgency with clothes. So obviously you see something in a magazine, like a, you know, a a certain dress and you know where to get it straight away like on ASOS as you said but if you're doing charity shops vintage shopping sustainable fashion it's just not that easy and we've kind of been spoiled rotten in the fact because we all expect it we all expect to get what we want whenever we want it but that just has to change because for us to be able to get exactly what we want in whatever size, whatever shape, whatever colour, there are corners being cut. And the reality is that we're not seeing where those corners are being cut. The developing worlds are seeing where those corners are being cut. It's not normal to have a t-shirt that's five euro. That's not normal and it's not right. And it's, it's great for us, like the consumer, it's like Jesus Christ, no complaints from us. But you have to actually engage with why that t-shirt costs €5. Euro. And if clothes are as readily available as we have them right now, as I said, corners are being cut. It's, it's just, it can't continue. It's not sustainable, I suppose.
1: And Finneela, for someone who started their journey, say, two years ago, like, I'm obviously listening to what Taz is saying, and I would love to, you know, shop ethically and shop sustainably. And it was something my mom always put in our head about fair trade when, you're, when we were younger, but it is hard. And it takes time. So how did you find the transition from having it not really be something on your radar to being a massive part of your life? And are there any like books that you would recommend, or websites, or blogs, or where were your go-to places, apart from obviously Taz's Sustainable, Sustainable Hash in Dublin, that you would recommend for people if they're just going to start this tomorrow? How do you even begin?
2: Um, I suppose if you do start following say all of these vintage shops if you are someone that wants to do it in such a way that you're continuing to shop as you go along that journey that's a good way to do it follow there's like great vintage stores in Dublin Taz's stuff as well those two documentaries I think are the main ones that will really light the fire up your arse to just be like I do not need all of my pennies bargains every other week like the corners being cut are one of the most disturbing things you'll ever see and that true cost documentary highlights them So much like sustainable fashion encompasses so many things. There's the environmental element of it, the human rights element of it. And just if you do watch True Cost, if there's one takeaway I can say today, it's to go and watch that. But if you see the... Things that are happening to people in the developing world, like our brothers and sisters in Bangladesh, the diseases they're having to put up with the way we are dumping chemicals into their water streams because of all the fast fashion pollution over there, or even the conditions we're forcing them to work in. Like we've seen the factory collapses. We've seen all of that. Like, If you can make that connection that this is what that H&M bargain or whatever else costs is that effect on that other person's life, that other human's life. If you can make that connection, I think that was a huge motivating factor for me to just be like... Yeah, I'd love to, like, float in wherever else now and get something for the weekend, but I don't need it. And I definitely don't want to be responsible for that in any way, shape or form. Um, So I think that's one way to go about it as well. And then because I was sort of boycotting for a long time, I was sort of sitting back and then learning, how do I shop sustainably? How do I do that? And there was a big part of me, because, like, I was making the same excuses everyone else was this time last year. A lot of my work is front to camera. So I was like, oh yeah, I wore that last week. I obviously need something new for this week. Like no one gives a fuck if they see it in the same thing twice. Like everyone else is too busy with their lives. So I think when I stepped back and kind of detached my ego from that, I was like oh yeah like I'll just find new ways to put things together in my wardrobe that I haven't done before or I'll just wear like whatever and kind of cycle your wardrobe and like you know yourself we all have so much stuff in our wardrobe that you have a load of stuff you can shove away for winter bring it back down for summer you've forgotten about it yourself nearly by the time next year so like without going off and trying to shop sustainably from the offset I think if you just take a huge step back and reassess your own relationship with fashion and try to get that back to like Nearly a blank slate is where I feel like I'm at after the six months of, like, just not shopping.
1: Yeah, it's so great. that's a really good first tip. So, like, I don't want this to come across as preachy. And yeah. it is a big lifestyle change. And mm. it's a big mindset change. And, you know, I'd love to say I'm going to turn around and do it tomorrow. I will definitely try. But I think, yeah, not buying stuff yeah. for a while and just take a chill. You don't need something Even new all the like time. if it's,
0: like, every, like, if you're... If you're Buying something new every week. Try one week a month where you don't buy something. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, baby steps. I think that's a good introduction to the whole concept. Yeah, and even
2: my start, like last October before I went boycotting everything, I was like, oh, I'm going to try and do a no shopping month. And then even with that, I found that brilliant. But after that, kind of, that was the start of me reassessing my own relationship with fashion and how regularly I buy. And to be honest, like I'm saving for a mortgage deposit as well. So it's hugely financially beneficial to quit fast fashion as well. But um, I found then after October, I made a rule that like, if I went into shops and I saw something I wanted, I would make myself wait three days. If I still found that I needed it or really wanted it, then I would allow myself go back and buy it.
1: But, like, for the, the most sustainability part... Sustainability aside, yeah. that is a good real to live by, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, Ayuba, when you are taking in new pieces for the shop, what is that process? And do you have a criteria for what you're looking for for Tola?
3: Yeah, it's very interesting. That's a very good question. I was in Italy on Monday. Actually, the bigger warehouse, we go into it, and we go and find a lot of items for people to buy. And a lot of people always think, why are vintage shops so expensive, you know? Yeah. You know, sustainable clothing as well. Yeah. They're a little bit they could be expensive, yeah. you know, the material they would make. And we don't have a problem with sustainable clothing only because what's the need to create more? You know, Absolutely, you, yeah, you know, 100%. We still create more. So we go into big warehouses and we pick the items for the customers. So what they're paying for is actually us going there to find the items mm-hmm. for them. And what we look for is we don't follow trend normally or something we have to look out for what's in, you know, sometimes it could be denim, vintage denim jackets, it could be shell jackets, it could be during summer, it could be Levi's shorts, the most popular there's always, is mom jeans, you know, and that's, you probably know, sustainable clothing, you know, to make a pair of jeans, you could probably answer that question for me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you know, how much water is wasted in making just one pair of jeans? Yeah, uh,
0: 3,200 gallons of water for one pair of jeans, which is enough drinking water for a person for three years. You've actually leaded into my question I'm very so perfectly, so I'm thank so you.
1: You're a psychic as well as the vintage fashion shop owner. So, Taz, I was going to ask you to give us some facts about the fashion industry because that's something that Taz does really well on her Instagram. Without depressing us all, because we are all celebrating and we are all drinking and we're all probably wearing clothes from pennies and this, that and the other, but share a few facts that won't make us all go home and cry, but that will yeah, yeah. hit home a little bit.
0: So before I give these facts, like do know that it, it is fun and enjoyable to engage in sustainable fashion. It's extremely <laughs> To extreme, do them in a fun <laughs> flavor. <laughs> it's like it's the, it's the, this like bad cop, good cop, I feel. Um, um, but so like as Fanula is going into, as, as everyone is saying, the fast fashion industry just cannot continue. So we own four times the amount of clothing as our parents once owned. Four times. The population is bigger than the planet has ever seen. So multiply that by four. That's how much clothing we have currently. What's more, the London Textile Forum reckons there's between 80 to 100 billion new items of clothing being created every single year. Every single year. 60% of clothing that is going to be produced this year will end up in a landfill or an incinerator within one year of being made. And most of that clothing that's being made that's ending up in a landfill is polyester. Polyester is in 60% of our clothing right now and polyester is a highly pollutant plastic if you see polyester on an item of clothing, it's plastic. What that means is it's non-biodegradable. It's not going anywhere. Every item of polyester clothing that has ever been made is still on the planet today and it's still going to be on the planet far after all of us go up or down. There better not be polyester, <laughs> on my top.
1: Um, So, Fenella, there's a really strong argument to blame Instagram and other social media platforms for the rise in fast fashion because you see influencers or people wearing or repping for these brands that have a different line out every month what do you think about that
2: um I think it's easy to scapegoat all of the influencers and be like they're all evil but like if fashion blogging went back to what it was originally which is people showing like loads of different ways to dress up like a white t-shirt or something like that if we got away from this whole swipe up to buy my entire outfit off this mannequin from like whatever fast fashion company, that's fine. Like I don't hate the influencers. And I think a lot of them, whether it's out of their own actual care for the planet and what other ever reasons, or if it's just because they see that this is a trend at the moment are trying to amend themselves sustainably. And I know some of them have left, walked away from like lucrative deals with fashion brands altogether. So like, I think we all have huge personal responsibilities. So you can give out about the influencers as much as you want at the end of the day, but I think it's upon us to decide how much of an effect we want to have on the planet. Yeah, I
1: agree because you see a lot of influencer bashing with this kind of fast fashion mm. argument, and as it becomes more of a buzzword. Mm. But then I think at the same time, as a, for a business owner, Instagram must be a great platform for you to showcase and sell your clothes as well on the chowl other end of the.
3: It, frame. It's, a, it's amazing. So, maybe one in ten items that we put up might be sold within one hour of putting it up. So wow. it, social media is amazing. But it's bad side to it as well, you know. Um, as in the fast fashion, like you said, you know, it's always out there and they're promoting and they're bigger than us, you know. And they're well able to pay all these bloggers, you know. We can't compete with it, because we're a small company from Dublin, we can't compete with ASOS, you know. They're always gonna be bigger than us, fast fashion. So we stop sustainable clothing and vintage shops. We just have to try our best. We can't compete with them, but we just have to do what we can do. You know, yeah. to help the environment.
1: I suppose social platforms in a way give you that audience yeah. that maybe you wouldn't have from just walkthrough or whatever
3: yeah definitely
1: Um, Taz can I go fully sustainable on a budget because there is definitely you know um, a conception that maybe it's a little bit privileged or it's an expensive hobby to have so yeah. can I do it on a budget?
0: Well if we take the lovely finula here as a case study <laughs> um, going sustainable can be so cheap if anything it can be a way to <laughs> so sur- cheap <laughs> free. No, literally free literally <laughs> free um, um, so so much about so much about like sustainable clothing. If you're buying new sustainable clothing, it's expensive because clothing is supposed to be expensive. But if you cannot afford sustainable clothing, like a lot of people can't, I can't, um, for the most part. Like you can get a, a, a brand new organic white cotton T-shirt can cost you 200 quid. I understand that but a way, but but a way that you can, like it it doesn't have to be expensive in the the way that charity shopping, charity shopping is an incredible way to engage in sustainable fashion or other other than that is to swap clothes. So with Sustainable Fashion Dublin, we host swap shops where we encourage people to bring five items of clothing they no longer wear and take five items of clothing that they will now treasure, Um, which is a great way to come back to, to gain five new items of clothing that are that were otherwise going to end up in a landfill. I got
2: this at the last one.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a really good tip and it's something you can do with your mates as well. Do it your mates make you over, over a cup out. of tea. Like invite yeah. your friends over for a cup of tea, get them to bring a bag of clothes they no longer wear. Simple.
2: And yeah.
3: also you can always rework it. Like what we do yeah. in Tone of Vintages, we have like a tailor downstairs and we could turn a dress into like a two-piece. Like exactly, amazing. you know, you could crop it. There's so much you could do to it. Just reworking what you yeah. have, yeah. you know.
1: Nice. Um... Fanilla, three tips you wish you'd known at the beginning of turning sustainable. Okay. One of
2: the most interesting ones Taz actually taught me is that like a huge percentage, you probably remember it, I'm crap with numbers, of how sustainable you are with your clothes is the aftercare. So beyond buying them or anything else, what is that? Is it 80%? 80%. Yeah. Yeah, So... that's the way we wash our clothes, washing them at lower temperatures. Something I learned really recently that I was kind of disgraced myself, I hadn't picked up sooner, was say all the plastics that are going back into the ocean every time we wash our polyester clothing. You can buy a thing called a guppy bag which stops any of that getting back into the water stream and then so it's you're just,
1: washing your clothes in this in yeah, the washing machine basically
2: yeah okay. and then at a lower temperature and you're being way more sustainable even just doing that so like even if you don't think you can break up with fast fashion tomorrow that's one hugely sustainable change you can make if you're washing them at 40 drop it down to 20 you'll save a fortune on your electricity and water or whatever other bills as well um what else do i wish i knew I wish I'd gone to the swap shop sooner. I went to one of those like just a week ago and it was so stressful trying to get what you want um, off the racks. Great adrenaline buzz. And I suppose just to scour your mate's wardrobes as well, like I have one of my friends and like, like clockwork, every time she's going to a wedding, she will send me through one of my old Instagram photos being like, where is this? Can I have it? (laughs) But like, if you think about that, like how many mates do you have? That is a million like shoppable wardrobes that you have that are totally free. So I think there is like that privilege argument thrown back a lot of the time. And like, yeah, if you're going to go out and try and buy a whole new sustainable wardrobe, that's going to cost you a bomb. But it's kind of also counter to movement. It's the same way if people are going cruelty free with their makeup and they have been a load of stuff they haven't used. They're still creating a load of waste. So make the changes gradually is something I'd recommend as well. A lot of people get really overwhelmed by it. Um, but just like don't be afraid to ask questions. Most of the people like there is people who will be shouty and preachy about it. But for the most part, people who are interested in this are just really passionate and want other people to kind of learn about it.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Ayuba, from being in Taula and chatting to other vintage shop owners and customers, is there a real kind of appetite and hunger for vintage and sustainable fashion in Dublin at the moment?
3: Yeah, definitely. Especially with, with the new kids. um, They come into the store and asking, do you guys do sustainable clothing? And you have to yes. try and explain to them. They, that's like the new word for, you know, vintage or... Yeah. Yeah fashion you know, to little bit against fast fashion. Yeah, there is a lot more than war we've ever seen. You know, it it's happened regular, regularly. Um it's very interesting. It um, is
1: really interesting. And also
3: for fifteen, sixteen year old coming to Tallinn and asking was sustainable and they want to know more about it. It gives us so much joy, yeah. you know. Um, it's amazing.
1: Okay, so just to wrap things up, we are going to do a quick fire round. So I have three questions, and you're going to each answer. Fenilia, you'll start, and then we'll go down. So one simple change we can all make today to help us be more sustainable:
2: buy a guppy bag and turn down the heat in your washing machine.
0: Okay, Taz. Just buy less. Look at your wardrobe, see what you have, restyle what you already have. Okay, cool. Are you back?
3: Rework. Find something you don't normally wear in your wardrobe and rework it
0: one sustainable
1: brand that you recommend we check out Bitoco they are a swimwear brand i'd love to buy from them but i don't
2: need new swimwear they harvest all of this plastic out of the ocean and make it into swimwear that is gorgeous and colorful and just fabulous and it's actually and quite I've affordable seen stuff,
0: it's really cute yeah it's really cute. um tav um i would say charity shops all your money that you spend in charity shops is going to charity and you're getting clothing at the end such a win-win if you haven't charity shops chop do it definitely
1: <laughs> are you are you I'm gonna to
3: to tell
2: the vintage? Okay.
3: Char- <laughs> charity shops could be as v- cheaper than vintage shops, definitely. But if you could afford vintage shops, definitely vintage shops.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Finally, your favorite item of clothing currently in your wardrobe, Fanula Um, it is
2: actually the it's my mum's dress from about twenty four years ago I wore it to the VIP Style Awards got yeah, it reworked yeah. this year by my <laughs> local tailor I've never been down to them more this year they're absolutely brilliant um, and I wore that with my granddad's binocular case so I totally out sustainable to myself for pretty <laughs> cool
0: um, actually on a similar kind of uh, vibe um, it's a pair of purple dungarees that, own, that my mother once owned and there's a, pre- a picture of her pregnant with me wearing the dungarees oh that's cool Yeah. Ava can you beat that?
3: <laughs> probably <laughs> 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 um, not only that we sell vintage, so every now and then when we go buying, we find some amazing pieces that we don't sell to so a small room of some amazing vintage collection that we do collect. So as a collector, wow. song, I'll probably bring you there one day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, know. Vanilla tata, thank you so much. That was really interesting. Thank Thanks guys. Okay, so up next, Craig Connolly is going to be talking about putting on parties in a city where... Uh, club night and clubs are shutting down left, right, and centre. So that is up in about five minutes of time for a drink. Quick smoke if you smoke, and then we'll have another chat. Thanks, guys.